This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's uh, Friday the 30th of December 2022 in this final pod of the year. We discussed the future of Michael Opton and our potential for championship survival as the pool narrowly lost out to Sheffield United in front of the sky cameras at Bloomfield Road last night. And I'm John Asperall and this is the Seaside's podcast match reaction show Blackpool 1, Sheffield United 2. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the final show of 2022, the final Seasiders podcast reaction show. And uh, Craig just opened up. Yes, it does look like we won according to that still on the screen. Someone might have drunk half a bottle of wine and uh, put Blackpool 2, Sheffield United 1, but it has been uh, kindly pointed out by Leanne over there, who's uh, thankfully more on the ball than me. Just unmute Leanne before you... Kick off. There you go. You're not that on the ball, are you? <laughs> One all. <laughs> I think some would prefer me on mute. <laughs> Couldn't possibly comment on that. A bit of a shitstorm uh, caused on Twitter last night, but uh, we'll come to that. Uh, welcome back, Connor. It's been a while. You've been sadly missed, my friend. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Good to see you back. Very nice of you to see. Um, we've... Obviously, with the uh, the sad demise of uh, Mr. McGinley going over to the dark side, we we are in uh, desperate need of a man who's got his uh, pen on the graph paper with regards to all the stats. So, uh, well, right. let you, let me know when you find one. I'd love to speak to them as right, well. Right? Yeah, yeah. Give me their number as well. <laughs> and uh, welcome back, Pete. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I think the only one for in Tangerine this evening, and that's Timism actually. 
always try and make an effort, you know. Yeah, I've got Leanne. Leanne looks like she's in one of those photo booths where you get your passport. <laughs> you don't want to know what my iPad's balancing with, just to, like try and get it upright. I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> she did show me that in the green room. Um, fair play to making the effort, Leanne. Nightmare. But um, yeah, the, the audio and video quality is better than the uh, the, the pink laptop. That you were it's previously. Pretty though. Yeah, that's all that matters, isn't it? Certainly in the terms of Blackpool football managers, not very pretty though. Last night wasn't that bad. I'm going to no. start off. It wasn't that bad last night. I'm sorry, it wasn't. I've seen us play a lot, lot worse. As I said on my tweet, you could not tell they were top three. We were bottom three or top two and bottom mm. two. Now as it is, um, we weren't that bad. We need new players. I'm not into this Appleton out. I, I can't make my mind up. I'm not saying I like him and, like, he's brilliant, but he need, we need money spending. Um, this January window now is massive, and we need we need new players. We did last time. We didn't really get them, did we? So I think it was a case of back him or sack him on the, the last pod we did. I think that was the, the conclusion uh, we came to. Connor, um... Two one-all draws, creditable one-all draws coming into this. Um, away at Cardiff, performance not that great. Hull we picked up, played quite well, and um, once again we had a player sent off to ruin the game. So the, there are yeah. games that we need to be taking at least one win from, though, really, weren't they? Completely. I mean, fair play to Michael Appleton, always striving for excellence. He not only completed no win November, he's now also completed no win December as well. Um, kind of, we can't, you can't sustain a survival campaign on the back of narrow draws and narrow defeats, sadly. Um, like Leanne, I did see a lot of positives from last night's game. I thought we were the better side at times throughout the match. No, although still not great. Um, and I came out of the stadium feeling slightly less sceptical of Michael Appleton than when I went in, which I guess is a net positive. You know, there were there were things I could believe in in what I saw. But it still feels like the situation is untenable and something has to change. You know, whether that is player as a new manager, I don't have any confidence that if we carry on like we are, we're still going to be in this division next season. And uh, Pete, over to you. Um, just a bit more of the the, the pre-match amble. Three points from twenty-four thus far. Obviously, um, three points from twenty-one before we played the game. Not a great record from from Appleton. Um, didn't feel you want much confidence going up against a team like Sheffield United before the game, and a lot of apathy. Fair, was anyone really expecting us to get anything last night? Um, like everyone else, I thought we we played really well. I thought it was a good game as well. It wasn't, you know, but like Leanne said, he needs some signings and we need some experience. We don't need a load of kids signing this January. We need uh, we need some proper, mature footballers. We still miss um, Keogh. I know I say it every time. We never replaced him. Egg Potato has been crap since he's gone. I'm sorry, but he has. He's mm. not been the same. It was good last night. Yeah, yeah, he was all right he, last yeah. night. But he's like, even the last couple of games, though, Williams, I proper slated him at first. And the last couple of games, he's, he's picked up a little bit. Um, but we still need the experience. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's we not. That, we need that defensive midfielder that we haven't we've been needing for two years. Can't yeah. count Stuart or Brickcut because they just don't play and Brickcut's new anyway. That you know, it's unforgivable that we haven't got that one player still who would drive the team and protect the back four and also give license for the, the two in front. Mm. So the, the the key words are uh, mature experience and uh, money. Look, look who's just appeared. <laughs> yeah, talking, talking of mature experience and money. <laughs> As if by magic the shopkeeper appeared. Why the world's wrong tonight? Get your boots on, Tim. That's a, a Mr. Ben I reference. You were talking about Dougal John when you were when you were eulogising there about no, we, the defensive we, midfielder we needed. Ten seconds. <laughs> um, I was thinking of you actually, Tim. Yesterday, the game I was watching oh, um, yeah. midfield. No, not in that way. Uh, men against boys, kind of thing. And I thought this game is crying out for Kenny Dougal in the middle. And um, obviously, you. It's a, you bit, was... it's a bit bizarre I th- I th- when he did play him at Hull. I thought I was resting him and he's just trying to sort of manage his squad. But then we did pick him again last night. I thought, hey, what? Because you're playing it. Listen, we're playing against a quality side in Chef. They had a £22 million player on the pitch. Let's get it right. So we're always up against it. So I thought playing the two, two young lads in the middle left them very exposed and... And, you know, listen, I know Dougal's a bit marmite for some people, but I, I can't believe he didn't play. Connor, so um, if you look down the team sheet, which was uh, Grimshaw, Connolly, Epitaph, Husband, Thompson, Patino, Carey, Pervader, Beasley, Medine, and Yates. Um, Sky with their, their graphics. We're, we're trying to work out what kind of formation it is. Um, I think you're kind of best placed on these sort of matters to comment. What, what, do, you think was, well. uh, what do you think was going yeah. on there? I think basically he was trying to line it up as a four-three-three, bringing strangely Pervader in not on the wing, putting bring, putting him as kind of a central attacking midfielder, and instead putting Beasley out kind of on the left wing, which is mental. Which is the, right. the most mental thing ever. Yeah, and I kind of looked at the, I kind of looked at it on the pitch when I first saw that's what he was doing, and felt like. Oh, this like this feels like flailing. This feels like desperation. This feels like windmilling to grapple for anything that will work. Um, and Got to love actually... Connor's pros when the rest of us just went, "What the fuck?" <laughs> pros. You know, oh, no, that one. I, I it, there we go. Be a four-four-two, still a four-three-three. But actually, I think when the game started, you saw why he put Beasley on the left wing. I think he had a bit of an advantage physically against. Um, Jade and Bogle um, that led to some early success. So I, I'm not calling this lineup a complete piece of shit. Yes, yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, we all said it was. A, you know, we played well. Anyone else got any comments on the the lineup before we uh, we get into the seaside seven? I think the only thing, just to follow up on Pete's, I don't think anybody's doubting the commitment to the team and that the players are giving all that they can. Um, but it's just, it's moving the uh, chess pieces around on the, the deck while the Titanic's sinking, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's where, where, the problem is we're playing such, such good sides that 
Um, we've got to be playing. We've got to be at our optimum at all times, and and we've got ever reducing personnel to do it with. So I, I don't think when we have a bit of a joke, Pete. I don't think we're ever. I th- I thought we played well last night. I know I, I sort of joined a bit late. I don't, I've missed any comments before, but. I thought we played well last night and I was quite satisfied with the performance. Never thought we'd get a point off Sheffield United last night, to be fair. I did initially. Just I, I didn't initially, sorry, but then first 10 minutes, I thought, yeah, we're going to get a point here, hopefully three, because we just seemed on fire at first. It started off really, really good. And like Dom Thompson, again, getting so much grief. Yeah, he made it, the goal wasn't his fault. I'm sorry, Sonny Carey slipped with the ball. I'm not saying it's Sonny's fault, but he slipped with the ball and every defender then were not... It wasn't just him. They all couldn't keep up with him. It was a shitty goal, don't get me wrong, not from their point of view. Um, Let's rewind it, Leanne. Let's just rewind. I don't want you jumping the gun. Oh, sorry. Okay. Let's go. Good first ten. <laughs> you can have your rant in... Yeah, okay. Duh, 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 and the next three points, so uh, bottle it up. Wind yourself up. It was up. a good first ten minutes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connor, for good first 10 minutes for Blackpool. Yeah, I think a good couple of kind of half chances, a few statements of intent, you know, like that shot from Parade there, I don't think, like, I don't think that was ever going in, um, but it made everyone sit up and think, hang on, we could get something here. And I do think Beasley in particular was really excellent on the left in that first kind of 10, 20 minutes. He kind of, he won kind of aerial battles against Bogle, their right wing back, and Medzevic, their kind of tall, lanky centre-back really, really well. Um, you know, he just kind of seemed to dominate them aerially and give us that additional outball that wasn't just Medine all the time. And I think that might have been why we felt a little bit more positive in that first 20, 30, first, that first 20 minutes or so. Um, we did give up one chance to their centre-back, Medzevic, kind of right square in the middle of the box, I think in like the seventh or eighth minute. And we were lucky he's a centre-back, otherwise it would have been a goal. He just couldn't get it out of his feet fast enough. But really, really positive, you know. It felt like we could, we were finally on the right tracks after so many games of discontent did anyone really feel we were going to keep that up the entirety of the game though Leanne did I did yeah because it was positive after reading when you read Twitter constantly and you see all the negative and all the moaning and then we started like that it was like oh yeah come on and like I said earlier on in the green room I, I genuinely sort of went into the game in two minds I was thinking right do I want us to win Obviously, I want us to win, but then I was thinking, oh, if we lose, well, Appleton gets sacked. And that's to even want that is just absolutely ridiculous. So I was just like, no, I do want us to win, sod it. And like, yeah, that first 10 minutes, I thought, oh my God, we're actually going to possibly get three points here. Do you you think we're at that stage now where people, I know, I think we've all been there, where you actually want your own side to lose, so it forces a managerial change and I think we all have been there at some point in our football supporting careers I don't yeah. know what call it. I think there are people getting into that mindset now aren't there? Without a doubt and that's why I sort of quickly snapped out of it because I thought why would I ever want the only time I ever wanted Blackpool to lose when I stopped going <laughs> for like during the boycotts yeah. That, yeah that was the only time so no I don't want us to lose and people need to just get on board whoever's the manager who is genuinely going to come in now and make this team 
win. The, the championship is so, so tight anyway. <laughs> what were Preston last night before they lost? Were they eighth? The, the, all their fans are booing them as well, apparently. At the the 14th now. He's so close, <laughs> that table. Yeah, they change like... Look at it's look, ridiculous. Huddersfield. Huddersfield's around a run. Look, I was going to say, look at Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just give the guy... I know people are going, oh, give him a chance. No, no one has given him a chance. They've slagged him off since day one. He goes to clap the fans, he gets loads of shit. He doesn't go and clap the fans. He gets loads of shit. Support the frigging team. I was watching in the comfort of my own home last night because I didn't want to take Jasmine out so late. And I feel like sometimes you see a bit more on telly because of the replays and stuff. <clears throat> but I was told as well, the fans were singing, you're getting sacked in the morning. I'm sorry, if I was a player and I was playing that, it's like with any job, if someone's singing that about your manager, it's just so bad. Just They just yeah. need to get there. Can, can I have a rant at this point? Go yeah, on, Tim. Because uh, to be fair, I said this in the chat. Earlier, we have a we have just for those as well as a patron chat. We have a Seasiders podcast chat, and I didn't think I was going to make it tonight because I was at the vagaries of um, British Rail, whatever they call themselves these days. And um, I had to say when I heard probably twenty five percent of the crowd singing that, I was disgusted. I thought it was absolutely appalling. You got the lads out there giving it plenty, and to be fair, even though you know it was it was cruel that second goal because. We came out in the second half, and, and I, I deliberately, a lot of the lads said the Moretti finished the beer. I deliberately left because I wanted to be down there for when they came out because I felt they deserved our support last night, particularly based on the first half performance. So, and I thought we'd really have a go at it. And then to have that happen and go 2 0 down was, was tragic, really. Yeah. But then to hear that, I, I was actually embarrassed. I was embarrassed for them, not for me, because I wasn't doing it and the people around me weren't doing it, but it was embarrassing. I think whatever you think about Appleton, you can't do it in the game. You know, it's, 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 listen, we had some charging times during not a penny more, but we're in a different scenario here. And whatever you think about the manager, you do not come out with shit like that. And sorry, I'm going to say, because that's what it is. You do not come out with stuff like that in the middle of a game when your players are on the pitch trying to get back in. And the irony was one minute later, we scored. And they're all they're all changed. Yeah, exactly. Like, but well, that's how fickle our fans are. It's the like, definition no, of fickle, it. Ivan. Exactly. It's, anyway, it's rant so over. Bad. No, I, I like uh, that ranting. Do it again. Let's slag do go. You won't have a rant. You won't have a rant on that subject matter. I'm afraid, Leanne. <laughs> but be no, at logheads. It's like a lot of our fans feel like they're entitled, and I don't know why. At the end of the day, football <laughs> is football. You play shit. You play well. You win some. You lose some. Mm. For me, as long as the team try. Okay, yes, it's a points game. And I know I've seen, I've just had a look at the comments. Sorry, somebody said it's about the points. Yes, it is. I agree. We don't want to lose every week. We want points. Well, last night they tried. And I was, yeah. I was gutted for the team. That we didn't Alice, I, I, I went to, I don't, I don't know elsewhere. I went to Hull on uh, Boxing Day. That's another story. There's a, there's a tale to be told there. But you turn up at their, it's a 25,000 seat stadium. They've got, you know, they, bear in mind, they were just two points ahead of us. It was, a, they've got 20,000 fans there. We are competing with teams who've got greater resources than us, and we've got to realise that. And we, and and as much as you want your managers to to to, to book the trend, sometimes they're not going to be able to do it. And, and whole were crap as well. They were, and we should have beat them. And, and there's you know, and if if if, and it's all if buts. And, we would have if we went down yeah. to ten men. We would have. But it, yeah, we exactly. But we went just to like Sheffield. Wigan, we went just down like to Wigan. nine men when we would yeah. have got. Just like checking out two points, we go to Wigan and almost certainly would have won that game had we not. I let Pateta sent off after whatever it was, thirteen minutes. 
they're not even probably towards the end of the games. These um, sending up, yeah. are they? And then, and, then, and then we get, and, then we get, and it was exactly the right sub to make at Hull. I know we're not really focusing on Hull, but but that's six Appleton, more points we have. He made exactly the right substitution, and that idiot Thornley, rather than just stay on his feet, dives in and. What? I'd rather concede the goal because we could still have won the game. Or leave no, it to Grimmy. Or, or leave that to Grimmy because Grimmy's quite yeah, good exactly, at stuff, stopping one on one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, f- I feel sorry for Appleton because if he'd had those eight, seven, seven oh, I add up now, seven points. If we had those seven points, we'd be above the knobbers. <laughs> And that's yeah. that's fine. That's it's fine lines, isn't it? Fine lines. Fine lines. And that has nothing to do with Appleton. That we've had six sending offs, the most in the division. It's Appleton's fucking mad. Like, everything's Appleton's fault. Hang yeah, on a minute. Steve, well, Steve, Steve's in the chat. Just said Appleton has to take responsibility for the indiscipline. Well, no, not really. What can uh, you do about Thornley doing well, that? What What can you do about? Ekpateta just going for the ball and missed time in a challenge. It's not in, it's what not can you do about though, is it? What can you do about that challenge? I know that's exactly it's what I'm saying. It's not in discipline. That's what I'm saying. What can well, you say I, about I, that manager at Sheffield, uh, the, the referee at Sheffield United sending off all our players? Yeah, well, I don't buy that. I think it's just personal oh, what, so, errors. Somehow Blackpool have ended up with a squad that is twice as unruly or chaotic or bad tempered as any other squad in the league that that feels like a stretch you know i think the point is we have so many red cards is because structurally appleton is not able to well drill a side kind of defensively and not able to get the players to operate as a well-oiled unit so players are left exposed in these 1v1 duels where they have to make decisions or have to be perfect in their technique and they're naturally not and so, you know, in those situations, they may end up making the wrong decision and we get sent off as a result. Like, yes, in that moment, the player has made a failing or made a mistake and they need to own that. But they're in that position because tactically, Appleton seems unable to set us up with any kind of defensive solidity. Okay. Well, I can't put it better uh, yeah, that's a, it's, a, uh, it's an interesting take on it, Connor, and uh, very well put, I mean. So. It was also interesting to know last night, if you notice, Sheffield United got the fouls in early. Um, and I think probably we're a bit naive sometimes. I think I think it's sort of basically the point Connor's making in that, you know, a, a good defender would have would have, would have have done something to uh, the whole player, for example. Five seconds early, before he gets clear... And before then, he's in a situation where he's got to do, uh, you know, a, a, a foul that's going to lead him to being sent off. And Sheffield United were at that all night last night, all night. And then got, I don't think they've got a booking for any of them, but they got the foul. There were no early. yellow cards last night. It was no, astounding. Was. Uh, it's incredible, bearing in mind the number of times they, particularly them, I thought, and, and listen, it's part of the game and, you know, I've got to say, I thought they did it incredibly well. They've obviously got a very good access rating, the Sheffield United players. They've on the expected shithousery. Okay, let's uh, let's move on, um, Pete, to point two, shite second <laughs> 10. From good first 10, shite second 10. Sheffield United really um, showed their the, the class, the ability they have on the ball and they really turned the screw on us and it was uh, no surprise to see them go in the lead. Uh, when a 22, when a 22 million, million pound player, San, Sanjay, what have come his name? Not Sanjay, Sanderberg, um, finished. 
with a good work from what was it on and Jaye on the right hand side. Um, not not a lot you can do with that about, but I think Charlie Adam was a bit critical of um, Sonny Carey for not closing down Sonder sooner. Yeah, I think Sonny Carey's at fault for not coming back and tracking back kind of his midfielder into the box kind of does a failure of man marking there. But there's also James husband, not trusting the men behind him. He positions himself slightly further back, trying to stop the cutback or sorry, trying to stop, stop the ball across the box rather than stepping up and kind of getting close to the oncoming runner in Sanderberg. And as a result, he has so Sanderberg has so much space. Like, in that situation, James' husband needs to step up, close down the man who's free in the box and trust that everyone else in the box can win their 1v1 battles as well. But instead, he decides to try and play it safe, stop the ball across the box, leaves a man free and that man scores. So again, it's as a collective defending, both Sonny Carey and James' husband made mistakes or weren't sure what to do. Again, I'm sympathetic to James' husband because he's a left back and not a centre back, and you know those are very new decisions he has to make. Yeah, I think um, they nearly scored just before that with a very similar sort of move as well, when uh, it just clipped one of the defenders and went past the post. That yeah, if that hadn't been clipped the defender, I think that would have gone in as well. Um, but like I say, it was only a 10-minute spell. It wasn't, you know, it was going to happen at some stage in the game. Unfortunately, they scored in it. And we could have scored in the first 10 minutes ourselves. But we didn't let it carry on like we have in some games this season where we've just sort of capitulated for half an hour, 40 minutes. It was 10, 15 minutes maximum. Yeah. And then Peter, we sort Peter, of do you not think, though, it. sometimes you've just got to say that the opposition have scored a great goal? I think I think we can analyse our our defensive frailties, and there are, we have them. There's no doubt we've got our defensive frailties. And I, I take Connor's points on, but sometimes I just think I just think they carved us up, and they scored an exquisite goal. And and I, I actually yeah. thought at the time, not, not saying this just with, with the benefit of hindsight. At the time, I just said that's a great goal. And sometimes you've got to just take that on the chin. And we are playing good teams. You know, there's a lot of. Premier League, you know, some of those players in that Sheffield United team would make the Premier League squad, wouldn't they? And uh, how many of ours would actually make it up? I think somebody said it in the comments. How many of ours would make an upper an upper half of the Championship squad? The reality is very few. So I actually just thought it was a great goal. And actually, I think sometimes I appreciated it as a good goal. I didn't really... I think you can always look at somebody who could have done something. But... I, th- I, th- I think the difference... Just, they, they carved us up well. They carved us up well. That's the point I'm yeah. making. And I think it's going to happen at some point in a game. And it happened once. We, we, they really they did it a little bit beforehand. But to be honest, if you analyse the whole game, they didn't destroy us. Uh, and didn't. that was that That was a Premier League quality goal for me. And I think you've got... I just think second one's a different gravy. We'll come to that. But uh, the first one, that- I just thought... I thought it was quality. That winger taking it to the byline of the box, cutting it back for an oncoming midfielder to score is a goal you see Man City score every Saturday of every week. Exactly. It's not a goal you see Blackpool score, is it? (laughs) It was just time to perfection. Do you think we need more positivity and we need to buy players and I think we'll be fine? We need Feeney and Nangela Elian. That's what we need. No, no, not... Ricky Burns and Tommy Hutchison. 
He was absolutely crap. Clone uh, Gary Medine. Like Feeney. <laughs> we just need we need we need players. We need money spending on players. Four four two, Feeney and Angelo. Keep us up. <laughs> right, let's move on. Uh, switch. What do I mean by this? Um, Beasley and Yates. Oh, sorry, Beasley and Yates. It was Beasley. I can see and, why you yeah. did that. Yeah, very good, eh? Beasley and Yates, Connor, switching from yeah. left to right. What was he thinking? Why did he do I it? Think Bogle, their right wing back, was. He's a bit more of a rampaging offensive fullback than. Do you think Stevens, they picked, you think they they picked the out side? Thompson as a weak link on there because they were getting joy that time and time again down that right hand side? I don't think. Um, I think Thompson is maybe a slightly weaker link than Callum Connolly, but I don't think Thompson had a bad game last night. I think there were actually some moments where defensively he was really impressive. There's one way he pretty much runs across the entire width of the pitch to make kind of a last ditch and a, you know, tap challenge and it's exceptional defending. So he's, apart from, you know, maybe I thought it was okay, apart from some sloppiness in possession. I think presumably... Michael Appleton just thought that maybe Jaden Bogle was having a little bit more joy than Stevens on the other side, who's maybe Sheffield United's less attacking fullback. And Michael Appleton maybe in a slightly negative move wanted to adjust for that in his personnel. But I think as well as maybe making us more defensively secure, I do worry that that made us less of an attacking threat because Beasley was dominating Bogle in the air when we had the ball. And by switching and putting him against... um, Stevens on the other side we were just losing one of our outlet balls and we became as we often do incredibly reliant on Gary Medine who was having to beat you know Clark which is quite a difficult battle time and time again so I you know I think if we're looking for a reason for why we may be quiet from 30 minutes until the end of the half I think we're probably trying to adjust to that move and the fact that now Gary was our only real kind of physical outlet ball that we were winning semi-regularly I think Yates was quicker than Beasley last night. I think that's why he did it. He was all over Beasley. Beasley's not to me. He's, what did he break his leg? Still getting his fitness back, isn't he? But I can. Yeah. I, I, it did make sense at the time. But like Connor just said, he's also got the touch like a fairy elephant, doesn't he? Was it? Yeah. Is that? Was it the ball that got? Who pinged the ball across? It was absolutely. It was a sublime was pass from, from right to left. And and Beasley had nobody on him, and all he had to do was just bring it down, and it was like. But he's not had much match time, has he? Really? No, no. And listen, that that's I give him the benefit of the doubt there, but and it's a valid point that he hasn't had a lot of football. He hasn't. I'm not quite sure his championship stand yet. He shouldn't be out there anyway, Tim. Him, him up, him up. Them, them. Hmm. Beasley shouldn't be out in that position. Neither should Jerry Yates. No, they shouldn't. No. Hence why we need wingers. Because we need to spend money. Why are we playing a four-three-three with those players in those positions? Fucking stupid. Uh, and, and listen, if you wanted to play four-three-three, you've got the option of Hamilton, haven't you, on that left way? You, you know, who, who could have started? I'm not his greatest fan, to be honest. But he's done all right, though, Tim. He has, he has in recent weeks. To be fair, he has. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's making a better impact coming off the subs bench. To be fair, yeah, I do. Hmm. You're basically playing a young Gary Medine at at left or right wing, and it's not going to work, is it? He's played well. He's a young player, isn't he? With height, 
who... Oh, sorry. Is... I thought you meant, like, Gary Medine years ago then or something. like. No, no, what I'm basically time. saying is you've got a young version of Gary Medine and you're, you're basically sticking him out on the wing to basically put a sticking plaster over the problem. Yeah. And the, yeah, rea- the reality is it's, a, it's compromised, isn't it? It's compromised from the start and you're going to get scenarios like we got where if Pervader had been out there... Yeah. He'd have brought it down on a sixpence mm. and gone straight at the one he? That's the reality. Or so, been Bowler when Bowler's with us or or even Corbin or whoever it might be. I'm not sure I'm not sure CJ Hamilton wouldn't necessarily brought it down on a sixpence, but um, you know, it's 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 a compromised position. And we're gonna have it where we where we keep where we keep trying to shoe on people, players who should be centre forwards into Wing, yeah, because roles. we need players. That's yeah. it. Well, we, we cannot. Like we we basically. You don't know where to put people. He, well, we, he, he basically cannot play this four-three-three with the current squad. Um, Connor, give us give I us mean, your thoughts on this. Um, why we're playing we a four-three-three with this with these players? We do we do have wingers. You know, his problem is that none of them are fit. You know, you've got Paveda, CJ Paveda. Corbino seems to have an Corbino seems to have an injury. You know, Keshi obviously. Has kind of persistent injury troubles for a while, um, and CJ Hamilton just isn't very good. Like you know, he 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 can do a job, but I wouldn't want to rely on him as a starting championship winger every week. Much to kind of Tim's point around him being an impact, maybe bench sub. You know, a finisher of games, he breaks the hearts of everyone in Preston. Then maybe then out and out starter. Um, but yeah, I don't think we work in this four three three at the moment. Um, I think we've not got the players for it. I think Appleton is trying to shoehorn his style and be quite rigid in his style, you know, having kind of technically dribbly wingers who can beat people 1v1 when we don't have many of those players fit and probably sold our best one in the summer anyway. Um, And that's always going to be a challenge. Mm. It's the the paradox of of installing a 4-3-3 manager to take over a squad of a... What was effectively either a four four two or four five one um, squad, isn't it? And that there's, there's going to be at least a three window period of transition, and it was a gamble. It's a massive gamble, and, and basically we haven't got the players. Uh, and t- Connor, and Tim, Tim, just more let, than let, I me, did, let but... me move on to the next point, which I've entitled as a sloppy point four. Sloppy yeah. in possession and giving the ball away all the time. I think this is indicative of this, that the players yeah. that were playing in this system that we don't have. We we play, we don't, we don't even despite Michael Appleton's best efforts, we don't play like a side playing a 4-3-3 does. We don't have neat possession triangles, you know, and technical interplay and all that stuff that, you know, the 4-3-3, you know, when it became really popularised from Spain, kind of involved, you know, you look at, how quickly we move the ball up the field. You look at the number of long balls we play. You look at the number of passes we play, you know, in each sequence. We're really fast and we're really direct and we're playing more like a Luton or a Birmingham or a Millwall. Um, We're not like a neat Swansea side or, you know, companies Burnley. But we don't have those players. We have players. We don't have like the fast physical players that, say, a Luton have. Um, There's just a real mismatch between how we set up and the players we have and then how we actually play as well. Have we got the players for a 4-4-2, though? Not sure. Well, we've, got, we've got Yates and Medine up front, haven't we? There's two for starters. Yeah. We've got Paveda, we've got CJ on the wings. 
Shopping trolley when he comes back. Dougal in the, in the middle. Carey. Carey. Tino. Yeah, I think we do. And I think we need to be pragmatic to get us out of this mess. Which moves on nicely to point five. Tomo's Christmas present. Leanne, let's come to you on this. This is your moment. Am I being a bit harsh on her? McAtee's run the length of the pitch um, after Carey's slip. Um, unchallenged into the box and Thompson didn't come across to cover his man, which I thought was criminal. I don't know. I think if Sonny hadn't slipped, it wouldn't have made as much a difference. He wouldn't have scored, I don't think. But... Um, I think I mean, Tom- it depends which way you look at it. Look at it from a Sheffield United point of view. It was an all right goal, wasn't yeah. it? It did well. Uh, some people were <laughs> digging out Grimmy a bit for his positioning. Anyone mm. else think that? <sighs> I... No. No. Well, well, Tom's to bow out. Yeah, I've not as watched as it back. Steve Hutchins just said in the comments in the defence he was marking a run at the time. Yeah, he, he did, Steve. Yeah, I did see that. But surely, surely you've got to play the percentages there and come across and cut out the runner. Because you've got to be thinking, this guy's through on goal and he's going to get a shot away. So you've got to, well, I think, you've got to put a man in between that ball, man and ball there. It's, yeah, but it's catch-22, isn't it? If he'd have done that, he's left, he's left the man on mark then as well. Well, yeah, yeah. So he'd have got... You, you always go, he always play. goes... Listen then, you always go to the man on the ball. Mm. If, if you uh, think- you're marking somebody, if somebody's coming down the other side and you're, you're the only person between that, you've got to go across. You have to do it. It's, it's basics. You don't even have to think about it. For most people, wouldn't even think about it. I think we're... I agree. I do agree with that. And then had he come and marked him and the guy passed it to the guy that Thompson had left unmarked, he'd have got shit either way, wouldn't he? It was no well, no, I don't think he would because I think you, you, you're you between the devil and the deep blue, blue sea there, aren't you? Because you've got to go. And if the player then passes to the man you were previously marking, I don't think you could be criticised for that. I think yeah, no, there, I you have to, you have to take the across. nearest man. You have to yeah. take the nearest man. No, I'm, 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 I'm with Leanne here. Like, McAtee is left-footed, um, which I think is one relevant piece of information. And if Thompson moves across and closes him down and McAtee gets that ball off, passes it from left to right with his left foot, which is quite easy to do. Grimshaw's do you, do you think he knew McAtee was left-footed, Connor? Do you reckon? Yeah, do, I do. Do you think, think Tomo's like you? Do you think Tomo's like his you? His job is knowing <laughs> what foot his man uses. Like all professional fullbacks do that as part of their match prep. They'll know. They'll know. And if he'd passed it, you know, and if McAtee had got that ball off, Grimshaw's positioning was all wrong, and it's a tap in for the man who receives the ball. Really? Whereas, whereas Thompson, if he's marking his man. McAtee can't play that pass. He's got to try and hit it with his left foot across goal normally is the shot you would expect, which is a harder shot to make. And again, Thompson is trusting that Grimmie can handle that with a 1v1. Instead, what happens is McAtee does a really, really fantastic finish, kind of toe-pokes it with his left foot into the near post, which again, isn't the shot you normally expect strikers to make in that hing. And Grimmie... Is left kind of stranded, unable to oh, cover oh, his near Connor, post. Connor, again, right, Connor, you right. expect a goalkeeper to cover his near post. Right. So I think Thompson. <laughs> I, I can I can defend that decision from Thompson. I can see why he made that decision, and it didn't work out for him. But again, he's had to make a fifty-fifty gamble because structurally, 
he was left in a 4v2 situation and whatever he did, somebody was going to be free. Connor. Articulately poor, but complete <laughs> bullshit. He explained it better. <laughs> what he should have done, it's obvious. What he I was going to say, Pete, Pete, come on. What, what, he, what, he what have you got? should have gone straight across, taken him out, taken his legs off, and got centre. <laughs> yeah, like we do. It's he should have clotheslined him. Yeah, absolutely. Should have just taken him right out. Bastard. Connor, um, Connor, with your with your um, expectation of uh, all professional players having an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, the strongest foot of their opponents, they don't they don't need an encyclopedic knowledge. They just need to go on Wikipedia two days before their game, <laughs> realize who they're probably going to be playing against, and look up what their strong well, foot well, is. Like, maybe McIntyre Mac- Mac- had dossiers on players, didn't <laughs> dossiers, he? That was fifty dossiers. years ago. <laughs> McAtee may have been one step ahead playing the chess game and edited his own Wikipedia page to say, I am right-footed in the hope of, uh, in the situation where I am one-on-one on the left-hand side. Um, Grimmy, Grimmy's obviously from Man City and McAtee's on loan from Man City. So he should have known he was going to put it there, or should he? Or maybe. Uh, I, I think, think Grimmy I think, and McAtee would have played together. <laughs> It assumes they're going to go across him into the far post. Yeah. That's what you, if you play your percentages, that's what you're going to assume is going to happen. So I think let's just hope Maxwell's not fit this week because he'll be getting dropped instantly, won't he? Again for that. I think Grimmy's been great since he's come so back. So well, to be fair. Grimmy statistically is no. one of the best goalkeepers in the league. I've no he's idea amazing. why he isn't our first choice. But Appleton doesn't like him. I think because he because he spoke because he. Called him out when it was dropped, I think. Oh, he's never called the manager a wanker. (laughs) Obviously, I haven't. David Beckham, (laughs) Yapstam, worked out well for them, didn't it? Listen, if every manager manager got called a wanker by a player and never played him again, then they'd have a very, very thin squad of players. (laughs) Maybe that's what's wrong. (laughs) Where were we? Speaking of maybe... (laughs) sensitivity among the managerial staff. I'm not sure if anybody else picked up that there was a couple of extra stewards dressed very smartly, like some kind of outside outfit, you know, in the nice black suits and shiny shoes. There was an extra two of those stood by the kind of gates between the stands and the dugouts. And on my way out, I just kind of casually asked them, you know, not seeing you before, kind of what's the backstory, et cetera. They said, oh, you know, we've been hired to provide extra security. I'm like, oh, okay. Is that for Appleton? Because all the abuse he's getting for the fans. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. <gasps> so the club the club or Appleton are now sufficiently worried about fan response that they're hiring good. extra security for no, the dugout. Not good. That's really bad. There was that a banner is. in the ground as well, wasn't there? Yeah. The atmosphere in the ground is really changing and not for the better. Because people aren't getting behind the um, team. Did anyone hear the Sheffield United fans singing? How do you change that? You know, when people because they thought a lot of those sports have felt like that since before he stepped into the ground. Mm. Uh, I thought the North North was quite good last night. It was. I you could hear think, them on the telly. As I don't well. think the rest of the ground joined in in the way that they have. The they were doing half empty, mm. and so did the West. The North looked absolutely mm. rammed mm. and sounded really good last night. Well, apparently, um, it all kicked off in the family stand as well, didn't it? Somebody yeah. unfilled a, 
I'd put an out banner and somebody else... Pathetic. I'm sorry, them. but I'd be boring him if I was in charge. Brett Garrity, if you're listening, check your CCTV, get him out. We don't want people like that in our ground. <laughs> Elon Musk wouldn't allow that. No, he wouldn't. And neither should we. Why do <laughs> no, no, he, no, he, he wouldn't allow the banning of people for free speech. That's what I'm talking about. We need to get behind free speech, the team free speech Leanne. I do agree with free speech, but I do think... There's a time and a place Stuff for like it. that, going back to the comment, there's a time and a place. Do yeah, it after, you know, hold your banner outside the ground or something or hold it up <laughs> after the game, but not when the game's going on. Um, that's right. Dan, Dan there, nineteen fifty three. Those people in the West won't be throwing the flasks. Waste of money. That's security. <laughs> <laughs> they confiscated my prawn sandwiches on the way in last night as well. I was devastated. Did they? Yeah. Your sandwich. Why? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh right. <laughs> I had to show. I had to show my. Because um, you get like a little uh, little thing to put on in the Moretti, and you have to show it when you go in. And the, this young kid, he's like on, on the way out. Can I sit? Can I see your lanyard? You know, whatever it is you put around your wrist. Can I see your thing? It's like, why do you need to show it going out? Happened again, half coming out half time. It's like, do you know, Tim? When I, I was in, even in even in the north, there was quite a lot of police, wasn't there? In the north, that's then? good then. They're stepping up security because people were probably sneaking in, weren't they? Well, maybe they were, but there, there was. Plus, there was you might have looked a bit dodgy with your windswept. I, listen, yeah, Leanne, I always look dodgy. So it's those yellow I pants, Tim. That's too. a warning sign to the security, isn't it? The cravat, the smoking jacket, the, the navy Just blue blazer. It's a bad look. What, sorry? Shouldn't wear your yellow pants over your trousers, though. It's a bad look. I know, I know. I was, um, in all fairness, I thought there was an upstep of security last night. I noticed it when it was linked to Appleton and when it was just linked to the. Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others. Then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash Pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later the 4,000 Sheffield United fans I don't know but there's police in the north and they seem to be looking at people I don't I couldn't quite work out what was going on it seemed a bit strange (laughs) we'll have to get them on to ask them John that police uh, PNE special never happened, did it? We've, the moment's gone. No, that, that was what I was alluding to. Uh, really, the moment's have... gone. If if we play them again next season, we'll we'll get them back on. Right, six back in it. Second half. Uh, 
Big Marvin, Big Gaz, what a combo, what a strike, Connor. Football, uh, pure, pure uh, total football with that goal. Yeah, just just classic chaos ball. You know, to be fair, it's a good set piece. And to his credit, I think attacking set pieces are the one things we do, one of the few things we're doing really well under Appleton. You know, it's one of the few parts of the game you can control as a coach, and we've seen an improvement there. You know, corner comes in, Gary Medine's able to knock it back across the face of goal, and Ekpateta can toe-poke toe it in, you know, and you need... Why, why did you, you struggle need... to say toe-poke? I don't know. I think I psyched <laughs> myself out. Like, I fumbled the basic words, but Ekpateta did not fumble the basic chance. Um, hence proving he's a better man than me. Um, so you're normally so um, uh, articulate, Connor, with um, all your It's just talking about well-worked set pieces, John. It gets me all excited. Um, so, yeah, I think attacking set pieces, we've really improved under Appleton. It was great to see you know, that payoff in what could have been a big moment in this game. Um, just don't ask me about our defensive set pieces. That's a slightly different story. <laughs> Did we look more dangerous going uh, a bit more direct, um, Tim, in the second half? I think we did, but without the problem that we've got, and it, and, it, and it's a perennial problem for Blackpool, is that we don't seem to carve out enough chances. So if you actually analyse, we got we scored the goal. And if you actually analyse how many chances, clear-cut chances we had after that, they were minimal, weren't they? You know, we, we, we had plenty of possession. We had plenty of corners. We Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Tried, we huffed, we puffed. And to be fair, I was willing us to get the equaliser. I really felt we deserved it, but... When it comes to clear-cut chances, I'm, I, I beyond that, I'm struggling to really think. Medine had a header, did he? It's Medine! But he put he it over the jump. bar. Just and that was jump. probably probably the clearest-cut chance I can remember in the last 30 minutes. Carey as well. Put- Carey as well. Um, should have should have gone far post, just a bit of an experience. Yeah. But I do, I do. Equally, listen, it's not, I'm, I'm not overly critical because I felt we had, listen, they were hanging on at the end and they were like time wasted and booting it out and coming out with all shit housery because they were concerned that we were going to get the equaliser. And I think you, you've got to give credit to the team and credit to the manager as well for the fact that we did actually put them on the back foot. Hmm. But I just wish we'd created more clear cut chances. We, we did have solid when uh, Duval came on, didn't we? He should have started. There's no doubt about it. He should have started. No, I like him coming off the bench. It's meant. Why? Why would you 
bring your most experienced midfielder on after 70 minutes rather than starting when you're most playing against one of the best championship best player, teams out there? Sorry? Most experienced doesn't necessarily mean that he's very good. He's got a bit of experience. Well, that's yeah. where we did. That's where we did. But, yeah, but... Where we, where I felt we were struggling in the first half was that we were we were losing. Listen, Patino's Patino for me has dropped off a bit. Anyway, he wasn't very good last night, Patino. Well, he hasn't been very good for about six weeks. No, but the reality of the situation is that putting two very young lads in the centre of a, what is an experimental midfield Bonkers. was asking for problems. Where you've got somebody who listen has been there, bought the t-shirt. Um, who you know what you're getting with him. Now, you, I said, I said to be fair, I said before, he's a Marmite player because some players think he's great. Some, sorry, some fans think he's great. Some fans think he's um, uh, poor, shouldn't be the team. But the reality is he's our most experienced central midfield player and we're trying to play a three and we don't play him. Work that one out. And we, yet fine. we're playing Beasley. We could have put Carey out on that wing. We could have put even... Patino out of that way if we wanted to and put Dougal in the middle. But he's since sense. He's put him on the bench team. Get over it. <laughs> For the rest yeah, of the that's, that's my view. Dougal's better slightly forward. He's better in a Patino role, I think. I think he's. I don't think he's a particularly good defensive midfielder, Kenny. I've, I've never had done. I, I agree, you know, Pete. I agree. I think he's better. Yeah. I think he's better when he's pushed up a bit and he's got a bit of license to trace because he's got that bite, but not enough bite to play behind. He did but, all right last night, to be fair, when he came on. I've, I've always yeah, said, um, Pete, if you watch the pre-match warm-ups, he's one of the most clinical strikers of the ball. Go in, Dougal. He's got a great finish on him and he just doesn't get into that. Attacking I, I'd agree. Run. I'd agree if we had Bridcut or Stewart... Yeah, or exactly. Connolly to play in the defensive midfield role, but the reality is we haven't got anybody. No. So he's he's he is by default the best defensive midfield yeah, player to play. Mm-hmm. So why um, you don't why you don't play him and you put you've got you've got how old's Carey? Twenty years old. You've got a twenty year old, a nineteen year old, and then you've got a maverick making up the three in the middle. And uh, listen, uh, none of them play badly, but. They're always going to get carved up, yeah. and that's what that's probably what and that's, that's the, the, the manager's fault. Hashtag Appleton out. I think, I think part of it is we need to realize how we expect our midfield and particularly Kenny Dougal to operate within it has changed drastically. You know, it used to be that you'd have Dougal and Stewart or Dougal and Ward operating in a little double pivot, there'd always be two midfielders in the center of the park, scanning, reading the game, etc. And one of them might go a little bit further up, in which case the other would stay deep, and the other one might go, etc. But, you know, there was always two of them kind of splitting the ground they needed to cover between them, splitting the work they needed to do between them. And I think in that, Kenny Dougal did all right. You know, he was a reasonably solid, reasonably combative midfielder. When you put him in a 4-3-3 as the base midfielder, and he's expected now to kind of be that anchor and cover all that defensive ground pretty much, you know, on his own. He's not got the facilities for that big man. Like he's not fast enough. He can't eat up the ground well enough. He's just not an elite defensive midfielder. And there are very, very few of those in the league, in the world, whatever. Um, 
it's no shade, you know, it's no fault on him that he isn't one, but it's one of the toughest jobs in football to do, probably being like a number six in a, you know, four, three, three. And he just can't do it, you know? And I think it's unfair to expect him to ask that and unfair to expect him to perform the same way he did when he had somebody helping him alongside on Critchley. Okay, just to uh, see our review to the game out, um, 0.7 second half improvement. Um, As mentioned earlier, I had a quick look at the stats before. We had a higher XG, 1.41 to their 1.04. We had more shots, we had more possession. And all right, we didn't, Tim, we didn't look, absolutely look like we were going to get back into the game, but it was a much improved um, second half performance. And we, we were unlucky to not get a point, I thought, from, yeah, from the I game. Yeah, it's sort of expanding on the points I made earlier. I, I was I was there, I was willing us to, you know, those few corners towards the end that we had, we had a bit of a run of corners, didn't we? And uh, long throw-ins. I was willing us to get the goal back because I actually felt we deserved it. And um, and I think the the biggest credit you can give to our team is that they were resulting to the ultimate shithousery and they were just booting it into touch and they were playing very much, um, uh, uh, you know, a rear guard action against, against us. And we deserved more out of that game than we got. And that's that's probably the story of our season in a number of respects and will probably ultimately be our undoing. Um, but I've got to say, I, I was quite proud of the players last night. I thought they, I thought they gave a good account of themselves. And I don't criticise Appleton for any of his substitutions. I think he got the substitutions right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you've just got to say you've been undone by a, a very, very good and a very expensively put together and very well-drilled team. And we did. And they were rattled towards the end. So sitting behind the away mm-hmm. dugout, like the last 10 minutes, whenever Thompson got a yeah. throw in, they were always shouting, oh, foul throw, Lino, watch for the foul throw, etc." trying to get him caught out. You had like five of you, Sheffield United's backroom staff, all getting in the fourth fish in Lino's ear about how Don Thompson takes a throw in. It was we were like, lucky not to score in the last few yeah. minutes, to be fair. Like it was slightly yeah. comedic and slightly pathetic, you know, like and certainly not the confidence with which you'd expect a kind of top two side to act. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to player ratings. Um first up, Dan Grimshaw. Let's start with you, Leon. Danny Grimshaw. I don't know. Um have you started with me? Um six. Five. 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 Really? He didn't really make many amazing saves, did he? Is this the, 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 the Leanne scoring score. system, not not the rest of us system? Mine's a normal scoring system. If any of you give any Blackpool players like 10 or something. <laughs> 11. You don't do it right. He's not. Listen, Grimmy wasn't a five last night. Cool. What would you say? He didn't have a lot to do. Uh, no, he didn't. No, no, you're right, Pete. He didn't. Okay. No, Pete, he didn't. He said six or a seven. Six he didn't have a lot seven. to do, and their first two goals, literally, that was the first two chances they had, and he didn't really do much. So, yeah, I've what was he expected to do with the first? Give it, uh, use the fielding player rating system, Leon, five plus. Just annoy Tim. Plus, no, annoy Tim. No, annoy Tim. Keep it at a five. Keep it at a five. <laughs> yeah, go on, annoy <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, CC Connor. 
Callum Connolly. Because I, I struggle saying Callum Connolly. Yeah, like his, I'd give him a seven probably, maybe a seven minus. He's my favourite player so far this season. Yeah. Like he does, he, he's fairly solid defensively. He's got actually quite a mean, like long ball on him. Like, I can see why he's a set piece taker. Um, I thought he did the job that he's asked. His he never does anything wrong, does he? Very well. Yeah, he, he never makes like, any Tom. Callum Connolly, that was a clanger. Yeah. And again, this was another game where I think he did his job and did it quite well. Mm. There's, ne- there's never any Thompson-esque errors in uh, Callum Connolly's game, is there? Time. <laughs> Big Marv Pete scoring his first of the season, which surprised me. And um, thought he had his best game of the yeah. season last night. He didn't really do anything wrong. Scored a goal. I think he's got to be an eight. Yeah, he was up there. Uh, Jimmy Husband, Tim. Uh, I thought he did okay. I mean, I, I hear the calls for the fact that he was badly positioned for the first goal, but I think that's nitpicking at what was otherwise a fairly solid performance. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, Leanne, Don, Don Thompson, man of the match. He Sponsors was man, man of the match. match. Do you know what? You just gave someone an eight. I'm going to give him an eight. Because he played well and he gets some shit. Don't get me wrong, me and Paul were chatting before the game about him and we were saying he's very hit and miss, like he's had some shockers, but then he's had some good games. It's like, oh, what's it going to be tonight? And he played well. So just to annoy everyone, he was slagging him off. Eight. I think I, th- I sort of agree with you. I thought he's pretty good. I think his distribution sometimes let him down. But Particularly to Medine. Medine was getting great. very frustrated with him, Tim. Yeah, did you yeah. see him yeah. arguing at one yeah, point? That's not, not a bad thing. But he's he did he, he, he did all right, out. but he did all right. But and there's a caveat. There's always a, an error he makes. Seems to be an error in a game, and it always leads he's to a goal. A target for the boo boys, though, isn't he? And he's still a young lad. He's what is he? Twenty two. Yeah, I I, I think um, I, I I thought I don't know whether he was a man of the match, but I thought he had a decent performance defensively, yeah, particularly particularly decent. Performance. He was all right. He was all right. Yeah, but I said he was all right. I don't think, I'm not sure he was an eight. I'm actually going well, to disagree. Well, he asked me, didn't he, Tim? So. <laughs> I know he did. Yeah, overrule him. Overrule him. We're never going to agree, are we? I'm going to give him an eight. <laughs> you feel that, Leon? Give him a nine, Leon. Go on, give him a nine. Right, Just pissed him off. Give him a ten and the keys yeah, to the yeah, city. Yeah, you're glad you got back early Tim. Jesus. Northern Rail, you should have had me late. Um, Connor, Charlie Patino, I'm flat to deceive again. I think Charlie Patino is a five plus or a six mm. minus. Um, I like him. I think he does great stuff on the ball. I think he's a clever player. And I think he's surprisingly tenacious. Like he's surprisingly tough in the air and in the tackle when you like compared to what you expect, given the size of him, but it just doesn't seem to be clicking for him in the last couple of weeks. Like those cute balls or those spectacular long balls never seem to come off in the same way they used to. I don't know if that's because he's failing or if just because he's playing in a team where they're unable to read those balls or have the quality to bring them down, but it just isn't clicking for him at the moment. And for that reason, I probably can't give him any more than, you know, a six or a six minus. That's fair. 
he and Carey would just benefit massively from the central midfielder that we all know mm. we need. Sonny Carey, Pete. I thought he was in the game quite a lot, actually. And again, just the same points as I just made. You know, he would benefit from that protection. And he he sort of got forward even more once Dougal was on the pitch. And the Sky people said that he scuffed that shot. Well, I wish I'd scuffed a few shots like that in the past because I thought he hit it pretty well. Um, yeah, he could have gone across the goal, but, you know, it was a good save. Um I thought he played well, Kerry. I like him. I like Kerry. I like Kerry. I think I'll give him a game at Huddersfield, at Hull, I thought. Yeah, he did. I think seven, seven plus. I think think you're right, Pete. With the right player next to him, gives him a bit more freedom to make those attacking runs and make things happen. I think think we've got a good player on our hands there. But yeah, Kerry, 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 Graham. Um, Ian, Ian Pervade, Ian Pervade, Tim, call him what you want. Um, Added a bit more bite to our attacking. Yeah, and, and listen, and, and I know he's apparently because of ego and fallouts of the manager, he's probably not played as much as he should have done. And and but I think we've started to see over the last few games <clears throat> that that he started to show what what we saw when he came on that substitute performance, whenever that was, when he played ten minutes. Uh, was it Blackbird? I can't remember now. Um, he played well at Hull, got yanked because of the sending off, so we didn't see what, you know, he should have scored in the first half, had a great goal. And I've only mentioned Hull because I think there's a pattern. I think we're starting to see Pavida as a player now, and um, I think arguably he was our best player uh, last night. I think he was a bit unfortunate to get pulled, but I think Appleton's just looking to change it, see if something different happens. Uh, so he's getting an eight from me, probably my man of the match, but oh, well, I might come to that. But I'd give him he... an eight too, Timothy. So you do agree on something. Me, me and Julianne, sometimes <laughs> we agree. He's in a pod. Can't <laughs> we? Uh, Jake Beasley, Leanne, did okay in an unfamiliar position. <sighs> but Don't faded, know. faded a bit, I think. Six. Fair. I yeah. don't want to be too critical because I still think, obviously, he's not played for ages, has he? And he's not bad. Um, maybe just a bit of a fitness thing getting back at six. Fair enough. Um, Connor, big gals, where's he's at? There it is. Um, big Gary Medine. I thought Medine was quality of... yesterday, personally. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I'd give Medine eight. I was going to do me Matt. I was going to be Matt. <laughs> What's that? That's Matt's bald head. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were like uh, passing the judgment of death with a uh, cap on. Yeah. (laughs) Or not for Gary. Good grief. No, No, I I thought Gary was was excellent. Obviously, set up Equiteta for our goal. You know, provided an outlet ball the entire game, kind of semi reliably. Um, Still a very, very effective head baller when we need him to be. Um, Lasted the entire game. You know, did his part in the pressing and the closing people down, which has been a quibble I've had with him sometimes in the past. Like, I can see, I think he's just a vital part of the way we play. He was a vital part of the way we played this game. And I can see, with quite frankly, the sheer abuse he was shouting at the ref and the linesman at times, why Appleton's elected to make him our captain. Like, he gets stuff done on the pitch in more way than one. 
Do you remember that one where he chested it down to Pervader and he got pulled back for it? But it was it was exquisite. Mm. It's sort of I'm taking Matt's role on tonight, but it's such an important player for us. We the only, we the only thing that frustrates me sometimes, I think sometimes it's more focused on his battle with the centre half than he is on actually winning the ball. And I sometimes think just fucking concentrate on the ball rather than nudging him or pushing him in the back. And so it gives I think he does give some unnecessary fouls away, but is is holds his he, face very well though, Tim, as well. Yeah, it does, it does. And that, listen, that, that the counterbalance I'm not having a go I say sometimes I think just be a bit cuter because there was one bit where the ball came in and he basically shoved his opponent yeah. in the back and it was so blatant. He did that though like, as well. I, I know which bit you're referring to because they got a free kick for it, didn't they? Um, yeah. But that, I think that was in anger at someone, I can't remember who it was now, got fouled literally like two seconds before and I think that was more out of frustration like to yeah. push him because he was pissed off about it. I still love um, his goal at Coventry away. I love he's that. He's great, Gary yeah. Medine. I know he's not everyone's favourite, but he did well last night. Man of the match, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, we're pretty bollocks anyway, but you know what I mean. Even more bollocks. Right, Tim, to close this off, Jerry Yates, pretty anonymous yesterday, Jezza, um, in a stupid 4 3 3. What can what yeah. can he do in that format? I, I don't think we I don't think we make the best of him, which is unfortunate. Whether he's you know, he's looking elsewhere. I hear, hear a few rumours, don't we, about where people might be going in January. Um, but he, he tries hard. He puts his effort in, uh, but it was to little avail, I thought. Um, he's, he's hamstrung on, uh, playing in that position for me. Hamstrung. Massively, is. massively. And and this is why we're not playing our best players to their strengths. So I do have a lot of sympathy for him, but it is... It, yeah, I thought he could have done more yesterday. Um, I'm going to go six point. Six plus. You were going to win. You were just doing. You were just about to invent a new player rating system there, Tim, with a decimal points. Was six plus. <laughs> right, man of the match. Very quickly, Leanne, go. Can I have two? No. Tom Feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Is that new player we've just signed? Yeah. Thompson, I'll have to go with Thompson. Pavida, Pavida. You sure? Yeah. Positive? Yeah. Connor? Nick Potato. Pete? It's Marvel Gary for me. I'm going for Medine, if that wants to influence your thinking at all. <sighs> well, I just, I feel a bit sorry for Marv, because Gary's consistently good. Marv's been bloody... I'm going to give it to Marv. For coming back strong after some poor a pity vote. No, oh, he just played well, didn't he? He did, to be fair, yeah. Tim, and the yin and yang are aligned. Pavida. Mm. Well, you were going to say Dougal then. <laughs> Pavida. <laughs> Real uh, mix across the board there. Yeah, there's no standout, was there? No. The reality is, there's no standout. But the reality is, there's some. Listen, we get. I thought we played. I won't say it's the best we can play, but we, but we were we were good. We were last night. We didn't deserve to lose. No, we didn't. No. And, that, and that's a positive that we could take. Obviously, we've got Sunderland coming up. We're going to beat Sunderland. Is he right? Emb- Embleton's broken his leg. I hope so. Oh, oh, no. Don't oh, say no. that, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 
I, only, only because I mentioned uh, one, a Sunderland, uh, two of the walking football, our chairman at walking football is a Sunderland fan. And I said, and he says, Oh, I think you might, you know, we've got a few injuries, so you might, you might do all right on, um, on New Year's Day. And I said, No, don't worry. We'll be undone by the holy trinity of Ballard, Embleton. Is Ballard back? Is Ballard back? Ballard, Ballard set up Sims' oh, winner in the 90th minute the other day. Oh, so, I heard that Embleton. But then he said Embleton's broken his leg, which I've not heard. I didn't mean that, by the way. She's <laughs> feeling guilty now. <laughs> Sorry? And, uh, he was he was he was in being being bargains and some silly cow bloody took him out with a shopping trolley full of bloody. Ah, oh, well, that might be. It was that your missus. Was it Leon? It was Leon. It was Leon. It wasn't my missus. No, there was someone. Someone. Someone was out this morning. Uh, Leon was in. Trolley. It was me. I was in home bargains. You were in home bargains yeah, today, weren't you? I was yeah, in home bargains. bargains. It was all right until <laughs> you got my, my candles. <laughs> right, let's move on to Sunderland quickly. Let's pick a team. Um, we've not done this in ages. There was a Sunderland fan in the chat before. Uh, let's let's pick a team to beat Sunderland. Um, Formation-wise, I'm all over 4-4-2, and I'm done yeah, with 4-3-3. Right, yeah. three, three. Uh, Connor, f- formation first. Yeah, 4-4-2. Pete? Really. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Right, Grimmy in net. Yeah. Yeah. Right back. He's thrown oh, how many games he's thrown only out for? Just what? He's back. I think he's back. One game. Right. Back. No, he's got a straight red and yeah. out for three games. For me right. personally, my, my back four would be Connolly, husband. Uh, We're Edward. doing right back, Leanne. Right okay. back. Mind <laughs> you. I get excited. Wind your neck in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only got one option at right back, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Connolly, every day of the week. Who ain't a right back? Uh, centre half, Ekpatetta's in there, isn't he? Straight away. Uh, I'm sure I read that husband's only out for what? Thornley's out for one game. I thought it was only one game, but I think it's one game. It wasn't. It wasn't um, uh, uh, sort of foul play, was no, it? it? Was just it's one game. I think it's one game. So I think I think you've got Thornley in there. Why, why is husband out? He didn't pick up a yellow this game. We oh, haven't out back. yet. No, we haven't picked. We haven't picked the left back yet. Who are we having centre half with Ipsetter? Connor? I'd put husband in. Would you? I, I think I you'd wouldn't. put husband in, but I would actually put No, it's Thornley. our team tin. Tim, I keep telling Thornley. you. This. Put Thornley. Right, oh. we're putting Thornley in and we're putting husband at left back. Because I don't want any more yeah. I don't want um Thompson costing us another goal. See there the four I was just going to say as well. <laughs> Oh, yes, 4 4 2. Should we just put Medina and Yates up there to start with? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just answering the question in the in the thread about Andy Lyons, my, my understanding is we can only register him on New Year's Day and then he has to wait 24 hours. So the first oh, game is available. Forgot about him. Forgot hey. about him. First, Andy Lyons. Yeah. Someone's just asked, can, can he not play? Um, uh, they were saying, somebody was saying. He can play in the next game, but he can't play on, the first, on New Year's Day. Right. Craig Perrin's confirmed husband's back, by the way. So. Right. Some someone was saying that Appleton said that he's won't be ready, won't be considered for a few games. Well, that's madness. Right, anyway, anyway. That was on the FTT early before not long before it came on. Yeah. Centre mid. Dougal's going in there for me. Tim, is oh, Dougal going yeah. in? So Kenneth is making his comeback. The so Kenneth of Dougal needs to be warming that bench up. <laughs> Connor, you you've for got me, the casting vote. 
Um, I agree. My instinct is to go with Dougal. Yes. And then I put, yes. I'd probably, I'd probably put Patino in alongside him, actually. Where's Kerry going? Is Kerry going Kerry out wide? start on the bench under this. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Look, you're all yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah. Remember when Critchley used to play a 4-4-2 and we used to clamour for Kerry to go in it? And then he did, and he was shit. Mm. Like, we've seen Sonny Carey under a 4 4 2. Let's pick the wingers first, then. Let's pick the wingers first. I'm putting Hamilton in. Yeah. Kill me now. Shoot me down. So I'll drop him. It's easy, I'll get his shout out there. Oh, that's ridiculous. No. Will Josh be available then? No. (laughs) He was in Poulton last night. Bowler. Yeah. We'll see. So it's not. Bowler. Josh Bowler. Is there a reason we're going for Hamilton and not Lavery and Paveda? I'd go for... Mm. Lavery's not oh, a winger. Lavery's not a winger. Yeah, but I'd, I'd play Lavery because he's hard. I'd, Hamilton's an impact sub. So I'm with, I'm with Connor. Oh, okay. Well, I've just dropped him in there, so I'm going with <laughs> the majority. You can always take him out again. Yeah, can you? How about putting Carey out wide? Or, yeah. Or where Patino is and put Patino out wide? What about, what about dropping Patino? He's not doing enough. I think Patino could be dropped in this system. So put Carey out wide. I'm having Carey and Dougal in the middle. And I'm dropping Patino. I think you've gone mad with power, John. Are well, Arsenal going to take Patino back, do you think? Is it is the Putin of podcasting? Not yet. <laughs> I don't think Arsenal will take Patino back. Arteta has spoken very publicly about he wants being on loan to build character as well as technical ability. Like Patino's getting game time, and what's more character building than being in a struggling championship side? I being in, being in a struggling League One side. I, I think it's time to drop Patino, personally. And you're playing Dougal? Oh. Right, Leon. Right, right, right. Let's go. Let's go around the room. Leon, give me your two centre mids. I just have to change it up a bit and have Carey and Pavida. What? I just have to bring him in, put him there. Connor. Yeah, but you do that in a four-three-three, not a four. Yeah, yeah. Connor. Just try it. It's a good point. Google Patino is my midfield. Google Patino. Pete. Centre mid. Carey Patino. Carey Patino. Tim. Google Patino. It's going to look like Patino's in there, doesn't it? Oh, well, in he goes. Right, wingers. Uh, P- Pervader's got to be out there, hasn't he? Surely. P- Pervader's playing. I'd play on the right-hand side, personally. Oh, shit, he's not in the Yeah, I agree, Tim. Pervader. The final spot, ladies and lady and gents. The final spot on this uh, on the left mid. Have we considered <laughs> playing Dom Thompson as a left winger? Worth a try. <laughs> Put him higher up the pitch, further away from our goal, where he can do less damage. It makes, it makes more logical sense than playing Beasley as a right midfielder, doesn't it? Right winger. Could work. Right. You won't do it. Though. No, that's just mental. Leanne, who can, are you putting can, there? Well, can Carey play there? Yeah. Carey or CJ for me. Yeah, me too. I'd start CJ. I'd start CJ. CJ. 
CJ's no getting. Bench, a, I think CJ's getting a bit of a bum deal this season. Personally, joking yeah, aside, I think he's had a. He's, he's been all right this season. Off the bench. Right, put your hand up if you want CJ. Excuse me, I've got a woofer in here, and he's he. What are you getting? Wait. There we go. Sorry. <clears throat> you've got one. You've got one vote, John. I've got two, Pete, Connor. I don't mind. No, no he was he was sorting his dog out. Everyone in the oh, chat saying CJ. What? I think it's Lavery. I'm going CJ. Lavery, Lavery for me. Uh, uh, Leanne, you've got the casting vote then. Lavery. Seeing as you've put Dougal in, it's going to annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would have, I'd rather have Lavery. I like Lavery. All right. And then after two minutes, I've been making a sub and taking Dougal off <laughs> and putting, um, I don't know. All right, I'm going to screenshot I that. See it. I'd be putting Carrie on. All right, screenshot, I'll put it on Twitter. Right, let's get rid of that. Uh, right, just before we head off, I've created a few little post-match questions, and the first one is um, Clappleton not going over to the away fans' gate. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Let's everyone stand on this. Same, I agree. Can't win, can he? Uh, it was causing oh, problems no. at Hull. It was causing problems at Hull because... A lot of fans are seeing where is Appleton, where, you know, at the end. Well, but it's toxic. Well, it's they only want him to come over to abuse him, though, don't they? That's the only reason. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's the same Muppets who were singing, um, you're getting sacked in the morning. I'd be um, the same if I was Appleton. I'd go, well, fuck that. I'm not just going to go over there to yeah. get a lot of abuse. It's a human being at the end of the day. post-match, which was... <laughs> If I go over, it creates negativity, which is another. That's another issue as to why the, why there is that negativity. But and I think it's right. When the players have gone over to celebrate with the fans. There was positivity at Hull. We should, to be honest, even with ten men, we should have won the game. Um, and if he goes over, it 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 it, it breaks the positivity, which he doesn't want to do. So hundred percent, he couldn't win. Couldn't win. Whatever he did, he couldn't win. Can't. Anyone else? Anyone else while I write a tweet while I'm streaming? No, I should just ignore them. Bloody go. Let the players take it and get on exactly. with his job. Yeah. Well, we don't pay him to clap fans. We pay him to win football managers. That's the area where he's failing currently and that's the area where we need him to focus. You know, saying he's rubbish because he doesn't clap, I think he's missing the point. Heckingbottom puts... Uh, Quickly to shame last night as well with his. Uh, I noticed that. Waving. I noticed that. <laughs> he did it twice. <laughs> I think we've had, we've had enough badge kissing and yeah, yeah. Up in front of the fans anyway, haven't we? Right, we've yes, we got sucked into that, and it's these a bitter taste. Yeah, it does. Right, finally, um, Michael Appleton back or back or sack? I think. I think it's safe to say that something needs to happen either way. Uh, Leanne, do we back him? Do we yeah. sack him? Back him. We've got to back him. Give him money to spend. Back him. Connor. 
It's not a strong opinion, but if you put my gun, I put a gun to my head, I'd say sack him. You know, when I think about where he's been successful in the past, he's had those wide players and forwards like Anthony Scully, Brennan Johnson, Morgan Rogers, who kind of take people on, win 1v1 duels. And we can go out and buy those players. We can buy better versions of Corbino, Paveda, Anderson, whoever, um, to try and do that. But it feels a little bit to me like rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, um, it's very easy to go and fix offensive problems by going and buying players. You can spend the money and do that. But it's much harder to buy a better defense, you know, because defensive play is more about systems and much more influenced by systems than the individual player. So I think even if you were to back Appleton and we were to buy him the best players in the world, you know, for our budget, I have zero confidence he would be able to make us more solid at the back, make us a better, well-drilled team that isn't going to concede goals. And there's no point spending you know, an extra, you know, five million on attacking players, spending the bowler money on attacking players, if we're still going to ship so many goals every single game. You know, until that's sorted, it's an uphill battle. And I don't think Appleton's a man to solve that problem. Um so if it was a choice between backing him or sacking him, I'd probably want to go and have a look to see if we can get a manager who we think can better drill this side into a hard to beat defensive unit. <laughs> like we were under Critchley at times. I just don't know who would replace him, though. Mm. No, it's a, it's a valid point, and that's why I'm... If I, if I could see somebody who I knew could do that in our budget, I'd say Sack Appleton in a heartbeat. Um, so, you know, so then that's why my opinion isn't that strong, because I don't know who that alternative is. No. But I'm not convinced that backing him is going to solve the problem, no. because our problem isn't you know, in skillful attacking wide players, our problems in defence. And you can solve that by drilling players better. And he just isn't doing that so far. Yeah, I know you're right. Pete, back him or sack him? Back him. Mm. I think he's, uh, he's, he's just not had a chance since he's walked through the door, personally. And I've got to back him as well. It's no good just, you know, keeping him on and then not failing to bring anyone in like they did in the summer and last January, really. You know, what's the point of that? You know, Simon Sadler might as well take over and, and run it. You know, it's, it's you can't you can't do it like that. I think we've got to back him completely and try and get the players in. Tim, uh, if Tim, you say once we get that, those those experienced players, as I said before. Yeah. Tim, it's a it's a fair point what Pete said. Um the the only the big thing that sticks in my mind was when Michael Appleton completely ruled out re-signing Grant Ward and then all of a sudden he's back signed and playing again and at right back. So that, that illustrates to, to me how little he has been backed and how uh, poorly yeah, he's been supported the by the happened. recruitment same side. Same with Medine as well, didn't it? Did he not suggest that Medine was going to be used sparing this season, mm. but he's basically played... Probably more football this year than he's ever played in the rest of his career, um, and, 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 and this is where you, you've got the conundrum, haven't you? But and, and it's you know to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm regurgitating some of the points others have made. But on the one hand, you can see he's being dealt the shittest hand you're ever going to get. Uh, I think I think the fact that the recruitment team has been given notice of termination 
tells us that what what was planned has not happened and is perceived to be a failure. But on the other hand, he's, he, he's obsessed with trying to shoe on players into a system that he wants that doesn't actually suit what we've got. And I think he needs to be more pragmatic. Now, Mike, if he's prepared to be more pragmatic, then I would stick with him, but I don't think he will be. So I'm, I'm, I'm on this sort of literal fence of... I, th- I, think, I, I, think, Tim, I think, Tim, this week, this Sunderland game, is a, that'll be... A, it's pivotal, yeah. isn't it? I mean, if he plays mm. a 4-3-3 against Sunderland, that says to me he's a pighead and he will not um, alter his tactics. Fair, Sean said this, didn't he? he? Sean said to us right from the beginning, he will stick with 4-3-3 come did. what may. And, yeah. and and I think, I think we've seen that, but it's to the detriment of what the players we've got available. Now, until he can get that transfer window, you know, we'll hear stories that we're going to get Bowler back and there's a maybe a midfielder coming in and we've got Andy Lyons, of course, to, to add to the compliment. We've got all, you know, we don't need to revisit all the injury issues. But the reality is the current players we've got suits a 4-4-2. It, it does. It's just, there's no doubt about it. That That is the best system. And I don't think he's going to play it. And if, for that and, reason, and in, I'm probably edging towards replacing yeah. him. I think you've, you've, I was, I was a bit on the fence, but this conversation now has solidified what him, I think. I, I think you should be sacked. Yeah, Critchley went to a four four two when he realised we were dog shit at four three three. We were going down. As soon as he changed that four four two, we were we were pushing for the playoffs. And you've got to be pragmatic in football. And that's where you'll get your goals from Yates and Medina. Yeah. That's where they'll that's where they'll come. And they are I mean it's where you'll get your goals. They, they are from two of our best players. Yeah. Yeah, I'll change my They'll mind. Make, Medina will make plenty though. I want to support him because he's the manager. And don't get me wrong, there's things he does which I do not agree with at all. But it's just, is, I just they think do something. They've got to they've got to get Who's going to bring a feel good? Back. All right, let's let's no just... good sack in it, and then bring in another Joe Average. Yeah, and that's who what I think will happen. Hence light the place up as if he, you know, it'll, it'll just be like everyone will just go fucks that. We just had a you know one we didn't want. Now we've got you know I think Neil Wood was being banded around the message board earlier on. I mean bloody hell, if that was if that's you know that's the sort of caliber of of person we're going to get, then it's just going to be. Crack on as we are. The rumours going around is it's a young UT manager that that will look to if if they decide to dispense yeah. with Appleton services. Yeah, I just heard that a Man United UT manager or something. Right. So they're sort of out of the Critchley mode. Great, yeah. another badge kissing, body warming dick. Good. Hopefully, as part of his um, induction. He'd be told not to kiss the badge. <laughs> get Ollie back. He's part of the onboarding. <laughs> get, get Ollie back. No body warmers. No badge no. kissing. Pay him the money. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, he would. Right, let's uh, let's call it a day there. Let's just go around the room for some London predictions. Um, Leanne. Um, three, two, Blackpool. Nine seventy-five revisited. <laughs> those of a certain, <laughs> for those of a certain vintage. <laughs> for those of a certain yeah. vintage. Of Connor, if we play a four-four-two, Blackpool score. Blackpool Two ones, Blackpool. Hey. 
Pete, if we play a 4 3 3, what's the score? <laughs> oh, bloody hell. 2 um... 0 Sunderland. 2 0 Sunderland, yeah. Tim, if we play a 4 4 2, what's the score going to be? 3 1 Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be too good for us. I think they're on yeah. a roll. Yeah. yeah I think Sims is going to score twice just to rub the salt into yeah. the proverbial wounds. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think somebody's going to win. And then we're going to be... It's going to be a pivotal game for Appleton. And um, I think he's going to be... Giving we come the back to Raggy's old uh, Nadir, which is giving the whole of the East to the Wave fans. <laughs> and it's it's nothing worse... There's nothing worse when you lose, is there, than have the whole side of that ground... Sunderland have got a really good support as well. I know. I, I think Raggy's right, though. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think the price, it's another subject, isn't it? But I think the pricing structure for the pay well, it's interesting. Down. And I think, I've, to be fair, I'm, I'm regurgitating something I've previously said on the pod. But I sat next to Hubby at the uh, presentation even last year and I asked him, it was just just after the Derby game, and I asked him, I said, Oh, you know, what What do you think about the crowd? You know, it was like 14,000, 15,000. And he said, We've, excuse the vernacular, we fucking ate it when they give the whole of the East to the way. That's the players. Yeah. Because he said it gives them an advantage. And he said, if you're yeah, playing down right. that side, you're getting it in your face all the time. There's no respite. And he said, it's not pleasant. And uh, that's a player. That's an experienced player saying that to you. So I have to endorse. I know Leanne, you don't always agree with everything Raggy says, but. <laughs> um, I do agree with him on this point. I think we surrender an advantage when we give the whole of the East to away fans. Yeah. Now, whether there's, a, whether there's a compromise where you give them part of the South, I don't know, but um, we need to look at that because having fans money, all the way though. down there to the ground yeah, money. means that all of the game, they're getting support as they attack. And that's well, then that's the point. why the Blackpool fans need to get behind them and stop yeah, yeah. the manager because it's all, <laughs> yeah. I'd do the same. It's money. It's money for the club. Charge them mm. 30 quid a pop. We need the money. But right, but, but, but the configuration fighting. the configuration isn't good because it means they can they can really get behind. Listen, when you, you we've all been there, haven't we? You go to an away game as we were at Hull, you're stuck in the court. We're in the corner, and, and we're at the we're probably at the most optimum place for having the least influence, yeah, atmosphere wise on the game. <laughs> when you when you give an opposition the whole of the length of the ground. You change the dynamic because we, well, most certainly we all have a view, don't we? That when we're attacking the north, we've got like a little bit more. We get a bit more vocal. Yeah, because you get. But, the, but they're at it. But they're at it, hammer and tong for ninety minutes. So we, and, and so unless we're going to pack out the south, which we're not doing, is the short answer. Unless we're going to pack out the south and create an atmosphere, a bigger, better atmosphere in there. The reality is that we're surrendering home advantage. When we give the whole of the East. need to That's do some quick kid games. Yeah, get it busy. And and by doing that, Tim, it's giving them the advantage to win the game, so we don't get any points. We get relegated, and that's eight million quid. Yeah, you know, exactly. So we, we, might, we, might an, we might have got an extra ten grand off the away fans and fleecing yeah. our fans at the same time, which means yeah. they don't actually come. Where if it was twenty quid to get in, they'd come. But yeah. listen, there's conversations there, and I can understand the economics of it. But the reality is, the net effect, because of where we put them, I would personally, if you're doing that, I would reposition those in um, 
what was it, X and Y block or whatever. I'd reposition... It might be controversial. They're always empty anyway, Tim, aren't they? They're always empty there anyway, aren't they? I'd reposition them and move them into that corner and then keep the north and have a, keep the north either empty or as an overspill for us. That's what I'd do. If you're going to do that, because it's not then good. What do you do with the east? Because we don't fill the east. We're probably never going to fill We're probably not going to fill the east for the foreseeable future. We don't sell I think they're going to start them. charging for the flasks in there, I've heard. So um, the flasks will be taking up a seat also, just for the extra... That's the West. Oh, right, yeah, sorry, ignore me. I've had a wine. Yeah, no, women (laughs) women can never navigate, can they? (laughs) No, I was actually reading a message I got before just to say we're actually one point worse off under Critchley at this point of the season. Uh, Are we really? Yeah, so I was trying to find it. Sorry, I wasn't concentrating. It's at one point. Right. Same point of the season, one point worse off Critchley. <clears throat> just wanted to put that out there. Is that all? That's, yeah. I, I find that remark. I, I, I knew it's a close yeah. division this year. It is very uh, close, but I just wanted to put that out there. We're one point, this point of the season, to what Critchley was. So we need to bear that in mind and get off the Appleton out bandwagon. And get behind them. Right, uh, on that rallying cry, I think we'll we'll call it an evening. Uh, it's almost Henry the Fifth esque, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. I'm gonna start beheading you all. Liam the first. Liam the first. You'll have to have a bowlhead though, and if you're going to do the Henry the Fifth next time, we'll have to get you the old. Bowlhead. Right, Tim. I think we're getting a bit uh, off topic now. Yeah, let's let's leave it abstract. Word. Abstract. That's the word. Yeah. Right, uh, thanks for your yeah, company, everyone. It's been a it's been a good laugh. As ever, Happy good, year, to, good to get this off our chest. Yeah, but Happy Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody to li- who's listening. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool, come on the pool. We can do it. The pool. So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon support programme that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So if you head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod, you'll find details of how to sign up. It's about £3.50 per month, price of a pint, and for that you get a few other bits in return, which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod it'd be great to have you on board thanks for listening The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year.
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.